are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, my name is Umar Hamid and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast where we explore mindset, how leaders grow their people, their teams, their organizations, and their revenue. Looking for more? Join us on the Mindset Boosters group. You'll find the link in the show notes. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone. Today, I have the privilege of having David Wood here. He is the founder of Focus CEO. The tagline is blowing my mind. Double your business by focusing on less. It doesn't even make any sense, but it makes perfect sense. David, welcome to the program. Tell us about the tagline. Thank you, Umar. Yeah. Well, the business name is Focus.CEO. I was very excited when I went searching for domains with Focus in it. I, um, they were going for like $15,000 and $5,000, focus.vip, focus.ltd, and there's focus.ceo sitting there going for $19 a month. I mean, a year. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's exactly <laughs> the perfect what I name. Want. Yeah. And what I, like, I've been an entrepreneur for 20, 25 years, and I realize that so many of my clients who are also entrepreneurs and myself suffer from shiny object syndrome. It's like we, our problem is we see the options. We see the five different target markets that we want to help. We see the five different problems that we'd like to solve for them. We have five different solutions for them and we're trying five different traffic sources. So I'm already getting overwhelmed, feeling You multiply that all out. We're already at thousands of options and permutations. Exactly. Exactly. And the truth is one target market narrowly defined is enough. In fact, even better than five. One problem to get known for in the marketplace is better than to try to get known for five. One product that's your flagship product or service that you put 80% of your effort into is all that's needed. And with traffic sources, are you going to do better with trying LinkedIn and Instagram ads and Facebook ads and search engine optimization and article marketing and, um, oh, there was another big one that was just going, oh, alliances. Are you going to like do all of them or would you do better if you tested them for four weeks picked the most promising and went deep for a year. So the way I help my clients double their revenue is we actually work out what to care about for the next 12 months and what we choose not to care about. And it's I'll just as important. It's just as important and it's an ongoing battle because let's 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 say I've I've said all right I'm not going to care about alliances for a year. That's hard for me because I, I want to jump in and I want to do it. And I want to go for it. And then someone offers me a li- an alliance. I got to make a choice. So firstly, we choose what to care about and what not to on the macro level. And then we have to constantly be vigilant. Can, we, can I stick to that? Because your brain's going to constantly try and draw you away to chase every shiny object. Have you heard of Vistage? It's a peer advisory group. No, I haven't. So basically, uh, they're the largest peer advisory organization in the world. They have, you know, 15, 20 CEOs in a room uh, building relationships and speakers come in maybe half the day, talk about something amazing, and then they kind of work on their businesses the rest of the day. And CEOs love it 
but employees hate it because the CEO comes back from their monthly meeting and is like, I got a new idea. Stop the presses. We're going to do this now. We're going to have, and it's just that constant changing back and forth is exhausting for organizations. And it takes strength and willpower to pick one and stick with it because there are going to be dark days when you're doing it. And if you give up too soon, uh, you're not going to get the rewards. Would you agree that sometimes it takes a while to figure that thing out to really make it shine? That's right. Jack Canfield once once made a joke. He said, um, we, need a, we need a hotline called Creataholics Anonymous, where you call up with an idea and someone talks you out of it. <laughs> He's absolutely right. I had one of my favorite clients, Bradley Long, uh, runs an online uh, shoptimize. It's called shoptimize.net, and he helps people with a Shopify platform. And he's successful, but he came to me because he said, I get scattered. It's like, you know, I'm having trouble working out what to focus on and then stay on it. I'm busy, but I know I could be more productive. And one day he came to me, said, I've got an opportunity to buy a company. It's going for a million dollars. I think it's worth more. What do you think? And I said, let, let me get this straight. With all your free time and how bored you are in your current business and the fact that you've achieved all your goals and there's nothing left to do, you figure you'll take some of that surplus time and invest in another business that's going to take the next three of your, years of your life to integrate and work out how to get running. And he's like, all right, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he saw what was going on. I needed to talk him out. Of, now, if he pushed back, if he really cared about this and there were op opportunities I wasn't spotting, he would have pushed back and maybe I would have folded. But he folded like a house of cards because he realized this was going to take him away from the awesome stuff he could do in his business if he really was laser focused. So I imagine a lot of your listeners would want to double revenue over 12 months. I've, I've rarely met a person that doesn't. Uh, so I say, let's, let's actually do that. And to do that, you're going to have to choose what not to care about. Otherwise, you're still going to get there. But instead of 12 months, it might take two years or three years or four years because you're operating the way everyone else does. And you don't have to do that. I want you to have an edge. Reality is we only have X number of hours in a day to focus on what we're doing. And if we're focusing on five things, A, it's hard to do. And B, if you're messaging to your constituents, your audience, uh, it can't be the same message for all five things. So you've got five messages and maybe one overall brand message, then all of a sudden you're creating confusion where you don't need to. So if you can have the discipline to have like your terrible name, Focus CEO. And what do you do? You focus, get CEOs to focus. It's a perfect name, right? There's no distinction between what you do and the name you picked. And that's how we started this conversation. Whereas uh, if you have something more general, it's hard to do. So uh, I'm jealous of your name, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, I, and I'll put the dot in there again, because if you focus CEO, it's not a domain, but focus.ceo is the domain. domain. Yes. So you're absolutely right. And it was clear. Look, I didn't invent um, this concept, Clay Collins came up with the idea of the five ones. And we've, we've basically kind of gone through it quickly, but I'll, I'll go through it uh, again, because I think it's worth writing down listeners. You want one target market. And I'll, I'll give you examples to make it real as we go through. Yep. I, I want to coach executives and entrepreneurs and leaders and I'd like to help people in relationship. I'm really good with communication issues. But 
that I'm not going to be successful trying to handle all of those markets. So I've chosen entrepreneurs earning over 200,000 a year. Boom. There's one target market. So second hold that one. thought just for a second. Yeah. So one of the challenges I've had is, so what I do is I help people break through their mental blocks so they become more effective. And so I've got an NLP site, then I've got a business site, then I've got this other site. And so throughout my career, I've gone from five sites to one site, then go back to five sites to one site. It's just been the cycle and not sticking with it. And five sites is too much work. And one site, because I was trying to message all five groups through the one site, the messaging was totally crap. So you're actually speaking to your poster child for what not to do. So yeah, having one target market with one message saves your sanity and your business. Yeah. So what a great example, Umar. Um, The brain is pulled in so many different directions. Now, if entertainment is your goal, that's wonderful. You can have, you know, I've got a Get Real app and, I, and I've got the Tough Conversations project and I've got different, I'm writing a book right now called Name That Mouse, right? These, but these are hobbies. Yes. These, these are hobbies for me they're, they're, and they're fun for me. And right now I'm trying to create a chat bot that will ask you profound questions. These are hobbies I do in my spare time. If your goal is to double revenue and then you also want to double your time off, it's going to make sense for you to take those five sites and pick one to really put, say, 80% of your attention on for one year. And we'll, and we'll get to that. So the first one is your target market. Yes. The second one, pick one problem. Now, when I looked at the problems for my target market, they feel scattered. They feel overwhelmed. They feel unproductive. They know they could be getting there much faster and they're assailed by ideas and options and strategies. But you see, that's, that's too many. I need to pick one for my messaging. So the main one is feeling scattered and overwhelmed. David, you don't understand. You don't understand the people that they need to have this. And it's actually the same thing for, we talk ourselves into, I'm sure you, when you're dealing with CEOs, they come up with the rationalizations of why you're not getting it and why they have to be tackling these things. So A, do you get that? That would be my hypothesis. And how do you get people to really realize that you're scattering yourself? This is just an illusion you're creating to justify what you want to do. So can you give us an example of someone you can change their name to protect the innocent and say, okay, this is what they were thinking. And this is how I convinced them to really focus on the one. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example from today. I spoke to someone, uh, and I do want to get the five ones out because oh, we're, this we're is, going to. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is how listeners will get to realize. I want you to realize how scattered or focused you are because awareness is the first step, right? So, so the first one is your target market. Mm-hmm. The second one is your problem plus promise combination. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem that you've got, and here's the promise. And I want you guys to have caveman messaging which means a caveman could grunt your message. And an example, again, for my business is own business, make more money, more time off. Already I diluted it, right? So this, this is where my coach would slap me around and say, more money faster. There's the caveman messaging. And then here's an example for from today. The third one is traffic source. Do you mm-hmm. have five? 
Do you have 10? Do you have three? Or do you have one that you focus on? And I, I just coached a guy today whose, whose product has gone viral. And so he's got an immunity product. Um, his brand is Dosen Remedy. If you, listeners, if you want to go and search on it, and he's got this new immunity product that no one else has got, and it's gone viral. People are like trying to, it's getting off the shelves. And he's got so many options, right? He's got uh, options of alliances and options of search engine optimization and options of Facebook ads and whatever. And uh, I'll tell you straight out, I said today, test for say four weeks, pick the most promising and go deep with that. And another example is from my life. I, I'm testing Facebook traffic right now, Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And I tested LinkedIn traffic last month, but I can't stay there. You can't stay running five methods. I can't be doing alliances and all the other things. So what I've chosen to go deep in is podcast appearances like this one. Nice. I've I've done over the last two years, I've done 160 podcast appearances. And as you go deeper, you start to build relationships Yes. So now I've got, uh, you know, I've met the fine Umar and, and um, maybe, maybe I'm not, I'm not asking for this right now, but you might be willing to make an intro later, later on. Absolutely. And then John Lee Dumas has got a huge podcast and he wrote me a testimonial. Boom. All right. As I go deeper, I go higher. And I just had an idea last week that I don't think anyone's using for marketing on podcasts. I could never have had that idea if I was dabbling. Makes sense. I've got it because I'm so deep into this and I've got, um, I'm not learning what's working and what doesn't. Then we're coming up with new ideas. That doesn't happen from dabbling. So again, I'm, I'm excited about this. Nice. Of going deep with the five ones. Now the last two ones, uh, it, well, I want to. I want to stop. I know I'm doing a lot of talking. I want to give you a chance. All right. So, give me an example of one of your clients. So, your experience with LinkedIn versus Facebook for your business. Which one are you liking more? Well, I tested it. I tested it for for two months on LinkedIn, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the experience for myself. I found some people were annoyed that they're getting these messages. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to really make it real. I realized I would have had to do a lot of some research on them, go and look at their website and whatever. And I didn't know how to automate that. So, and I felt like I was pushing mm-hmm. and that's not fun for me. So I, I, I cut it and I was very happy to cut that. Now, had it worked, had I gotten some early results and a couple of clients, I'd be like, all right, let's roll up our sleeves and get it. But I tested it. Now, Facebook ads, I've, I built my business on Google AdWords back in the day mm-hmm. when, when it was a penny a click for life coaching, right? They click on that one penny and I built my, my email list up to over 100,000. But these days, there's so much competition. I don't... I don't like it so far because the early results we've had aren't good. I'm going to test it for another two months. If we can get it to work, wonderful, because it's scalable. But if we can't get it to work, I am so happy. I can't tell you. I might even drink some champagne the day we kill the campaign so that I can put all of my efforts into podcasting because I love podcasting. Yes, it's brilliant. And I don't need five methods. I need one. 
And another example of that is um, alliances, right? You can dabble in alliances, but if you go deep, one alliance can flood you with orders. I, I, I've got uh, a colleague who sent an email for me a few months ago. I had 63 people book a session with me. Wow. You, you wait and see what that does to your calendar. When 63 people book a session, one alliance, one really good one is enough to fill you with customers. So you don't need five different strategies. You can, you can there was a book traction, which I'm, I'm a fan of. And I was asking the question, how do you know which one you're going to focus on? Mm -hmm. And Traction had, the, had a really wonderful answer. He said, give yourself four to six weeks to test up to four methods. You pick the most promising that you like out of all the options. You say, I'll test these four. You try them, you'll take the most promising, and then you go deep. So here's where the problem in that strategy lies, David, is that it all sounds good on paper, but the society we live in right now, testing is good as a concept, but having the discipline because we want instant gratification. We want to know the answer. That's why you need a coach to keep you focused on what you're doing because God knows I believe in testing. I believe in the scientific process for other people. When I have to do it, it is freaking awful. Yeah, you're right. I, that's what a lot of my clients use me for is a sounding board to keep mm -hmm. them honest because sometimes you should go and chase that shiny object. It's too good an opportunity to pass up. And other times, wait, I'm getting too scattered. I need to rein it back in. I, know, I like how you're asking for client examples um, because it, I think it can make it real for the listeners. Amy Youngblood Interiors is a client of mine. And uh, so if you want some des design consulting, if you don't like your current She's the space, one. Go, and, go and check out Amy Youngblood Interiors. And she, um, her message was a bit diluted. So we had to like, you know, she's like, do I do corporate? clients or do I do residential? We've got to make a choice here. And so we, we bounced it back and forth and she decided, all right, I'm going to focus mainly on the corporate space. Um, and then location, what are you going to do? You're going to try and do the whole country or are you going to focus on a particular target market? And um, there was one day, I won't say what it was for confidentiality, but there was one day when um, there was a business opportunity came up Mm -hmm. It was linked to interior design, but not quite. It's like a like a a vertical. You could say it's another vertical, and and we really we really went at it. And uh, I had some reservations because I'm like, you're going to draw attention away from your existing business to do this other thing, right? Now, hey, maybe it takes off and this becomes more important than the first business, but. Do you really want to do that? Do you have surplus resources right now? At the time she did, she had extra time and, and the business was going well. And so she said, I really want to do this. I understand I'm an entrepreneur, but I think it's good to have someone to give you the pushback so you can work out. Is this Make a better decision. Absolutely. Yeah. This is my favorite Steve Jobs story because everyone has a Steve Jobs story where he's the hero of the story. And so I started going deep on Steve Jobs. So his biographies, and it was somebody that worked at or ran the ad agency they used. And he had this new product that had five killer features, and Steve wanted all five features in the ads. And so the guy that was basically trying to get him to focus on one couldn't get through. So he crumpled up a piece of paper, and he goes, Steve, catch. 
And of course, Steve is like, go, catches it, tosses it back. Then he gets five pieces of crumpled paper and he goes, Steve, catch. And as five come towards him, he can't catch any of them. The guy says, that's why we need to focus on one. And Steve goes, okay, I get it. Wow. I got goosebumps. Yeah, because that's your message, right? And that'd be a great story. Usually on your keynote. (laughs) That's really, really, really good. I love that. It's so true. I look, if you have you ever tried to meditate? Are you a meditator? I am on occasion. All right. When you try and meditate. So anyone who's tried to meditate, you know, you sit down and you say, all right, I'm going to blank my mind. I'm going to count my breaths. How many breaths are you going to get to before your mind is off on something else? For me, it might be four, right? For other people, they might get to 50. Yes. This is the nature of the mind. Yes, absolutely. It's wonderful. Now, this happens both on a macro level and a micro level. So, listeners, I want... I want to t- I want to talk to you about focusing on macro and micro because they they're two different things. Mm-hmm. At the macro level, you pick your 12-month goals for 2021 and you say this is what I care about. Now if you've got 20 goals, right? You might you might want to reconsider. This is where already your mind is trying to take you off focus for the macro level. Then we come back to 8 weeks and I recommend people have 8-week targets. And then even if you ignore them, have eight-week targets so you know what a win would be at eight weeks. And then every seven days, I highly encourage people to have a CEO date with yourself. Once a week, pause, the, pause this podcast right now, put in your calendar a 20-minute CEO date with yourself. And what you'll do is you'll look back on the last week and you will celebrate because I guarantee you did 10 times more than you can remember. And I want you to really celebrate how awesome you are and how much you've done. And then you look at your eight-week targets during your CEO date and you say, what am I going to choose to care about for the next seven days? And you, so you, you need the date because you've got to do that every, every week. So pause there just for a second. Uh, yeah. Languaging is really, really important. What am I going to choose to care about? So caring is different than doing. Caring has... Uh, a much more holistic approach to what's happening. So you could say, you know, what are your to-do items you're going to do is a different thought process than caring about. What am I going to choose is very much letting me know that it is a choice and I'm willingly going down that path. It's not I must have, should do, I am choosing to. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful phrase to use because you open up different aspects of people's thinking when you use that languaging versus figure out what you want to accomplish in this time has a different mental internal makeup than what you said. Yeah. It's uh, if we choose to care about everything, and that's the default position of my mind, I want to care about everything. If I choose to do that, I'm going to feel overloaded and stressed, and it's no fun at all. So there has to be a gatekeeper. And if we run our own business, the gatekeeper's us. So during this date with ourself, this is where the discipline comes in. All right, I choose to care about this. This is what I can fit this week. And I actively choose to delay this and not care about it. And we, this is the discipline. Then let's come back right to the micro. Before we go there, I'm going to pause you there just for a minute. Yeah. Because when you care about everything, 
realistically, you care about nothing. You're going to drop those balls of paper. All over the place. And it's like lying to other people. Uh, You could claim that that's morally unjust and a bad thing to do. And uh, I might agree with you, but lying to yourself is the biggest sin. And we use that rationalization. I care about everything. So I'm going to focus on this, this, I can do it. You don't know how amazing I am at multitasking, which is that self-delusion, but please go on. Because I think it's a trap we get caught up in when we go and say, I care about everything or I can multitask. It's bullshit. Absolutely. And let's break it down. I'm looking at my my board up in front of me. I got four columns. Mm-hmm. And one column is the hopper. That's that's the stuff where I want to get it done, but it hasn't made it onto this week. And then the second one is what I've chosen to care about for the next seven days. This is my priority stuff. And I get peace just looking at the board because I can see this is the stuff that I don't have to hold in my RAM. Mm-hmm. And this is the stuff that I do. Ping podcast hosts, hire a social media editor and line up my dog's documents for my Mexico trip so I can fly with her and do that. Right. So I know what the focus is, but let's bring it right back to the micro. Yes. We've gone, we've gone from 12 months where we have to practice discipline to eight weeks where again, we have to pr- practice some discipline to seven days where we'll practice some more discipline. But what about tomorrow? What about tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? How do I stay focused at the micro level? And we're not even fully micro. We're getting there. We'll get right back to the moment. What I recommend is set an alarm at the end of every day, say four o'clock or five o'clock, whenever you normally end your workday. And the alarm will go off with a question. If you only did two things tomorrow, what would they be? If that's all you were allowed to do, two things to move the needle in your life and business, what would they be? Now, that's a wonderful question to focus the mind. And then if you're smart, you're going to wake up. Well, firstly, you'll wake up knowing what's important. And I want that for everybody. Just wake up. You don't have to wonder. You go, I know these are my two things to do today. If you're smart. So hold that just for a second. I'm sorry to interrupt because it's important to add in is uh, if you freaking go to sleep knowing what you're going to do tomorrow, it lets you sleep more soundly because you're not fretting about what's going to happen. So not only do you wake up knowing what to do, you get a better night's sleep in the first place. Yep. Yep. And your chances of being focused are much higher. Sure. Because if you wake up without any kind of an agenda, who knows what you're going to do? You might check, check email first. You might check your voice messages first. And I don't recommend that because that's going to hijack your agenda for the entire day. So if you're smart, you'll set time aside each morning. I recommend booking sprints in your calendar for, say, two hours. And you will turn off your distractions. You will not check email. You will not check your phone and just get stuck into it. Crank it out and do those things that you said were most important. You can check email in the afternoon. You can do whatever you want because those two things are done. You're going to feel like a hero and you are literally moving towards your eight-week targets and your firstly, your seven-day targets. Well, Let's bring it right back. You're moving, you're getting your your daily target done. You're moving towards your seven-day targets, which is moving towards your eight-week, which is moving towards the 12 months. I know it sounds complex when you say it like that. No, but actually doing layering the goals. You're doing something more important than that, I think. What you're doing is 
if you've got this gargantuan eight-week project and you're only going to get the win at the end of it, there's no motivation to do that. But if you're getting like daily wins, it gives you more enthusiasm, more motivation to take on next days so that week goal gets done. So yeah. it's not only getting it done, it's changing your mindset along the journey. And if you start with the, I need to get this report done, oh, it's horrible. I'm going to put it off to the last minute. Uh, it just, you defeat yourself. Agreed. I want you to feel like a rock star. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, um, I what I do for accountability, because again, when we work for ourselves, we've really got to generate our own accountability. Um, yesterday, I did co-working, virtual co-working. And so a friend gets on Zoom with me. What are you going to do? Okay, what am I going to do? Let's go. And we're going to check in in three hours. And I love it's, it. it's almost like a race. I know that in three hours time, I'm going to show up and I'm either going to say I nailed it or I'm going to say I got pulled off track or I let myself get derailed. I did three things that weren't on the list and blah, and I feel bad about it. It's going to be one of those. And I know which one I want. So there are different little hacks you it's, can. Yeah. And that's a brilliant hack. It's a lot like a world-class runner. You know, you need to run 10 miles, give us your best time. And they're going to yes. do a good job. But if they got really strong competitors out of the 500, their time is going to be freaking better. In fact, the people that the person that comes in third is going to best their time because they had the motivation of having somebody better than them there. So having that buddy to compete with, I think is huge. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. I like you, Umar. We seem to be on the same page about a lot of this stuff. I like how you think. We do. And we kind of seek the same thing from slightly different vantage points. And that's the exciting part of the conversation, right? It's like, oh my God, yeah, that is cool. Or I love that. And this is how I see it. Yeah. And I'll say again, if entertainment is your goal, don't listen to most of what I say. Because, and I think entertainment is wonderful, but most of us are getting kicks out of feeling busy during the day and the dopamine and the adrenaline that comes from like checking off little things that aren't important. And I'm saying let's bring in some discipline so that you can feel like a rock star at the end of every day. Like I nailed that. Yesterday, um, my, my coworker got pulled off track. There was a problem with the computer and whatever. She wasn't feeling really good about her stuff. Me, I'm like, I did this. I did this. I uploaded my course. I did this. I did and she's three. thinking, I hate you. Yeah, she's probably <laughs> thinking that. But, but it really helped me to stay on track. Um, and, and here's the other thing. When I do go off track and I do a lot because the mind will just drift. The human mind is like a monkey on crack. Oh, yeah. When I do go off, during those co-working periods, I will catch it much faster. I'll be like, David, what do you, you just got lost in email and now you're putting in your shipping address to get this free journal from some email thing. When you have right in front of you, the things that you said you were going to get done and you're running out of time. So I will, I will say out loud, Umar, step away from the email. <laughs> back away from step that. Back, yes. back away from the email and get back on it. It's a wonderful process in awareness as we start to see our own selves and, and bring in the discipline. So I want to go back to you know focusing on something. I'm not sure if you've seen this video, but if you haven't, I'll send you the link. It is Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks. Have you seen that? Holy shit. No. So there's a guy who's probably like a world-class ping pong player with a ping pong paddle and he's playing with Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee has nunchucks and he's swinging them and he's hitting the ping pong 
ball back. I had seen that before, and I was at a client site doing a, a presentation. I showed them this video. I've never seen the end of the video. And at the end of the video, there's a guy putting a match in his teeth, and they put the striker on the end of the nunchuck, and Bruce Lee swipes the nunchuck, lighting the match without dislodging it. So that takes mastery. And then people are throwing matches at him and he's striking them in the air so they light and they still follow their trajectory after he's done that. And the reason I share that with you is this, it's a mastery. And it made me think of a quote from Bruce Lee. I do not care. I'm not scared of the man who knows 10,000 ways to kick me, but I'm frightened of the guy who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. Wow. Love that. Love that. That's exactly it. So, David, it was such a joy having you on the program. Uh, I think you gave some spot-on advice on how people can execute something right away. And also, dear listeners and viewers, we're going to put a link on how to get on David's calendar to have a conversation of how you can work with him. Because I think if you've got a company and you want to grow it, David is the guy to talk to. David, thanks so much for being here. What was your best part of the show today? I think my favorite part is is hearing that paper analogy from you. Oh, yeah, also, that's Steve Jobs. And also the one about the one kick 10,000 oh, yeah. times. Um, and I have a gift for listeners. Can we give oh, that? brilliant. I want, Absolutely. I wanna, yeah, because what we've talked about today, we covered a lot. I put it all into a checklist. you got a cheat sheet. I love so it. Go and, go and download the cheat sheet. And then I've also got a training on how to double revenue in 12 months and your time off. And I'll give you free access to listeners of your show. And um, it'll take you straight to my website. And if you do want to get on a call with me and see if coaching's a fit for you, you can do that too at the same link. And the link is myfocusgift.com. Myfocusgift.com. Take you straight to that page where you can get all these goodies. And uh, it's, uh, it's my pleasure to offer those. David, thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Umar, and I'm glad to know you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 